Hello, I'm Jonathan Mass, and welcome to this edition of the Sedgwick Podcast. I have two great Sedgwick subject matter experts with me today, Nicole Bartonick, Client Services Manager for Sedgwick, and Andy McCallum, Vice President Specialty Operations with Sedgwick. Welcome to uh, both uh, Nicole and Andy. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, Andy, let's start with you. Based on this past weekend, millions across the U.S. have experienced winter weather conditions and the risks continue to be top of mind for property owners, vehicle owners, and insurers. Which winter weather conditions should we be concerned about, and what kind of issues arise as a result, uh, such as power outages, pipes, freezing uh, freezing on the roads, that type of stuff? Well, uh, thanks, Jonathan. Absolutely, there are so many different conditions uh, relating to weather in the winter. Obviously, when you've got the deep, heavy wet snows that fall that take out power lines. Uh, Those are very uncontrollable issues. Uh, Heavy, deep freezes that take out your pipes. Uh, But something that's more insidious at times that can really be an unknown cause of damage is gutters that are filled up with uh, leaves that cause your gutters to back up into your home, which causes ice damming which you don't notice until it's too late and you've got water running down the inside of your home. But um, preparedness from, you know, winter perspective, just really making sure that your hose bibs outside of your home are insulated, your gutters are clean, you've got proper insulation in areas where you could a gap could be created and, uh, you know, cold air could get in. Andy, you nailed it. I moved to the Midwest many years ago, and the very first winter, we had a big snowstorm, and a few days later, I went in one of our off bedrooms, and it felt like I was walking through, you know, I was on walking on wet carpet, couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and sure enough, uh, insurance people came out, and they said I had an ice dam, and and it was for that exact reason. Our, our gutters and stuff were frozen up, and then it was pushing the water back up and through and over the inside of the house. Uh, first, yeah, uh, and then, and then when we're talking about wh- what is the impact for insurers? Yeah, the biggest thing that I can think of is the deep freezes that ha- that last for several days. And and living in Chicago, I've gone through uh, periods where there were 23 days in a row with sub-zero weather, and every pipe in the city of Chicago froze. And what's so bad about that is you've got logistical situations where you can't get trucks out you can't it's so cold everything's frozen up you've got water running you can't get to the access to the pipes because you may they may be buried under snow the the shutoff valves uh, are frozen a lot of things can happen so frozen pipes are by far the most dangerous uh, when people leave for vacations and they turn the uh, heat down a little bit or you have uh, vacant rental properties and things like that, that they say, oh, I can keep it at 55 and everything will be fine. Uh, That may be okay if it's 40 or 50 degrees, but when it gets down super low, these places, especially with the, uh, you know, radiant heat where water is running through those things and they freeze up, it, it is the biggest disaster you will see short of a fire. And Nicole, what uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think the winter weather-related car crashes, you know, those result 
And when I was just reading an article recently, more than 2,200 deaths and 192,000 claims annually. So I think with the winter storms alone cause um, about $1.2 billion in uh, damages yearly. I think that's, you know, what, what we have to make sure we're getting ahead of it and letting our insurers be proactive on knowing storm-related frequencies that come up and how to prepare for them. Yeah, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Always one of the most dreaded things is getting out on the roads and it's not always used. A lot of times it's the other person that, you know, slides into us, that type of thing, and damage we get in other, other ways. And so carrying on that line of thought, Andy, uh, what are the key differences between frequency and severity when it comes to winter weather claims? Well, uh, again, in the Midwest here, things get crazy and the weather can really flip on a dime. And if you've got those periods of of really cold temperature or the wet, heavy snows, I think the wet, heavy snows are probably more insidious than anything um, because they just really cause havoc on power lines and what have you. You know, you can't get your dog out of the back door, all the crazy things that happen there. But uh, as far as the frequency, winter months, you know, are fire months also. So you're going to have that huge uptick of fire losses where folks are using space heaters in their, you know, living room or family room to uh, help offset the, you know, high cost of energy these days. And that's becoming more and more frequent. So there's so many things that you just don't really think about and the safety issues that involve anything that creates heat or energy can be an issue. And you mentioned the space heaters and different things, Andy. What what can property owners do to prepare? What should we be doing right now? Well, in this day and age, there's so much great technology out there. I'm going to start with one that uh, I think is really missed, and that is, there are regulators on properties that will trigger an alarm when your water starts flowing incessantly. Uh, there are great devices now that can monitor the flow of your water in, throughout your home. So if you have a situation where you have a frozen pipe and all of a sudden the pipe bursts, it will trigger an alarm and it can actually, there are some that actually will shut your water off automatically. Uh, it will send a note to your, your phone telling you that there's water running or there's smoke in your house or there's uh, carbon monoxide or something happening in your house. That's, so technology has really come a long way as it relates to mitigating damages. Uh, there's a new tool now that uh, looks at your, you can plug it into the outlet of your home and it will gauge the energy usage to make sure that if you've got to shorten any of your wiring, which are running at mass uh, quantity during the winter months as well, it will tell you beforehand that you have an inordinate amount of energy running through your home and to have your circuits checked. And that is a profound cost savings that you can have if you have those installed on your home when you go get your insurance premium because they love to see those protective devices. Nicole, what what are your thoughts on uh, the vehicle side? Definitely, you know, during the winter months, frequency and, you know, single car accidents and accidents in general go up 
Um, and it's just really preparing your day, knowing that if the weather is cold, icy, sleet, snow, that you're giving yourself that extra time to prepare and get to your destination, you know, leaving more space for stopping, um, you know, on wet, icy or, or snowy road, covered roads. As you're talking about that, um, it led me to think, what what about, you know, we've got a lot of electric vehicles or EVs now on the road, and are there differences between, you know, the combustible car versus an EV as we get ready for winter? More and more people are probably having to think about that. Absolutely. Um, you know, for with EV vehicles, especially, you know, covering those vehicles or keeping them in the garage if possible, keeping your vehicle charged up. Uh, we talked about the winter vortex, um, you know, those in those situations, you want to avoid a fast charge, plan for those to be charging longer uh, during the cold uh, winter months, topping off your tire pressure, uh, precondition your vehicle before hitting the road, making sure that you've got the climate control system uh, warm up to the interior and the battery while still connecting it to a power source. Uh, when ready to go, use the seats and steering wheel heaters versus the full cabin heater to reduce draining that battery. Uh, using echo mode will also help reduce the battery drainage and extend your range. Driving smoothly is going to help use regenerative braking where possible. Uh, if stopped or in an idle, EV battery packs, you know, they deplete at an average of, I think it's 2.2% per hour. So making sure that that battery is fully charged in, in, the winter, in the winter months and really just informing yourself about, you know, the electric vehicle and how it works, staying informed about the winter weather conditions in your area. So you're reducing the EV anxiety and, you know, you're keeping yourself and others safe around you. Kind of going back to your earlier comment, too, and staying on the cars, and, and the insurance or things that can happen. Do you see, you know, obviously potholes as the winter goes along more and more? That always seems to be on the news and a problem. Are there any differences in damage to an electric vehicle versus a, a typical gas car? Potentially, like you hit a big pothole, does that affect uh, that in any way? And that is absolutely going to be one thing that you're going to want to keep in mind. You know, electric vehicles, they're still new newer. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure that you, when you are having repairs done, that you're getting it to a shop that actually knows what they're doing with electrical vehicles and how to perform, um, you know, diagnostic and making sure that they're aware of the differences that could occur in damages between electric vehicles and, and your regular standard auto. So Andy, uh, what kinds of services are necessary uh, beyond law suggesting to assist insurers and their policyholders, policy so in repair solutions, temporary housing, et cetera. What do we need to know about that? Well, uh, if you think of somebody that's undergone a significant loss, whether it be a water loss or a fire loss or you name it, uh, and I call them all catastrophes, right? Uh, if somebody has a significant loss at their home, they are undergoing a very transformative moment because typically somebody only has one, maybe two losses in their lifetime. A claim professional may have five in a day. So the empathy that exists that we need to provide the resources, so repair solutions to board up the home or provide a quick uh, 
you know, protecting the home, uh, they can be summoned out to the lost location. Temporary housing, where you could bring somebody into a warm space where they're, you know, out of their home, they need to find somebody or some place to live. And uh, it could be a hotel, it could be a house, it could be anything. But our temporary housing group does a great job of placing folks near where they live and uh, have great relationships with all of the folks that uh, provide housing. And I always say that as the protect, protect moment, where you're protecting the insured from further damage to their home, protecting the insured from further damage to themselves by being out in the elements and out in the winter and having a home that's damaged and, frankly, their mental well-being. So um, we have building consultants that can come in and help with the repair estimates, content solutions. Uh, and, Jonathan, I'm going to kind of go really in-depth on this one because if you think of somebody that suffered a pretty significant loss to their home, the last thing they want somebody to do is hand them a stack of papers and say, fill out everything that was in your home that was just destroyed and get them back to me within the next couple weeks. It really is not done. They've got too many things on their mind. They've got too many other things to worry about. And the idea that we can provide a concierge service with our contents solutions division and leave that part of the claim to experts that know how to price things and evaluate things can really be a great benefit to a homeowner that suffered a, a significant loss. Um, and then finally, expert services, forensic accounting services. If they've got a significant um, loss of, of uh, you know, an ALE loss or an engineer that can come and do a cause and origin or provide you know, let's say that you button the house back up and you didn't determine what the cause of loss was. And all of a sudden, the same thing happens again where you have a short in a wire or a potential, you know, insipid problem to the home that doesn't get caught and they button it back up and then it starts on fire again. So there's all kinds of things that uh, Cedric can provide as far as solutions that relates to a, a homeowner loss. And quite frankly, it's one-stop shopping. Anything that you could think of that can happen on an insurance claim, Cedric has a service that can provide uh, empathetic service for that. Well, as we wrap it up, we're going to ask uh, Nicole and Andy to, uh, you know, pull out your farmer's almanac, I guess. Uh, what, <laughs> uh, what, do you, <laughs> what do you both envision for this uh, 2024 winter weather season? Uh, See happening on forecast and and just final words so uh, on what to, again what we should do so start with you Nicole and let Andy finish up there absolutely you know it's always hard to predict winter weather patterns uh, the end of 2023 the winter weather related losses you have relatively been minimal compared to you know years in the past it's winter so we know that that can change at any time you know, some scientists are saying that 2024 is supposed to be slightly warmer than 2023, but the type of storm activity and possible damage is obviously anyone's guess. And the best advice I can really give is just be prepared for anything in these uh, these crazy weather storms we've been seeing lately throughout the nation. Andy, what do you That's, think? Yeah, well put. Um, and we are in an El Nino phenomenon year. So 
if you look back at the history of El Nino and the weather patterns that exist, Nicole is exactly right. Um, you have probably more temperate weather. It's warmer, but it's wetter. And you have higher extremes and higher highs and higher lows. And within those weather patterns can be some really significant damage that can occur. It could be massive snowfalls followed by a rainstorm the next day. Um, you just don't know what to expect in El Nino years. And we are right in the throes of an El Nino. So it's certainly something that we need to look out for and be prepared for, quite frankly. Well, well said, and I guess we'll we'll come back and check and see if the you know uh, the woolly worms are fuzzier or whatever after after <laughs> winter's over and see how close the predictions were. But uh, you've all you've both given us very solid, great advice. Uh, all these things are are important to remember, and of course you can visit uh, www.sedgwick.com and get more information on all the services that Andy and Nicole talked about. So thank you both for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan.